this the, the feeling that you need to know it all. You're mm. never as a CTO going to know it all. But what you do need to know is where you have gaps. And you do need to know, um, recognize that you do have a gap there and to pull that expertise in. Welcome to MedSider Radio, where you can learn from proven medtech and healthcare thought leaders through uncut and unedited interviews. Now, here's your host, Scott Nelson. Hey everyone, it's Scott. In this episode of MedSider, I sat down with Carol Burns, CEO of Cajun Vascular. Carol is a serial entrepreneur with a passion for the cardiovascular space. Her tireless energy and proven track record have enabled Carol to excel in all phases of medical device development from early stage proof of concept to eventual commercialization. Carol thrives in the fast-paced startup world, leveraging her industry relationships and clinical knowledge to identify technologies with the highest potential for success. Here are a few of the key things that we discussed in this interview. First, a strong, diverse team is the foundation of any successful medtech startup. Having a group of passionate professionals who are committed to the company's vision and ready to contribute their skills and expertise fosters not only innovation, but also quick wins. Second, in the early stages of a medtech startup, it's crucial to focus on the core aspects of the product and its clinical applications, establishing a solid footing for future development. Third, persistence and strategic thinking are vital during the fundraising process. Nurturing relationships with potential investors and consistently providing them with updates on the company's progress can ultimately yield fruitful connections and secure the necessary funding. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know that we recently released the second volume of MedSider Mentors, which summarizes the key learnings from the most popular MedSider interviews over the last six months or so. Look, it's tough to listen or read every single MedSider interview that comes out, even the best ones, but there are so many valuable lessons you can glean from the founders and CEOs that join our program. So that's why we decided to create MedSider Mentors. It's the easiest way for you to learn from the world's best medical device and health technology entrepreneurs in one central place. If you're interested in learning more, head over to medsiderradio.com forward slash mentors. Premium members get free access to all past and future volumes. If you're not a premium member yet, you should definitely consider signing up. In addition to every volume of MedSider Mentors, you'll get full access to the entire library of interviews dating back to 2010. This includes conversations with experts like Erica Rogers, CEO of Silk Road Medical, Dr. David Albert, founder of AliveCore, and so many others. In addition, as a premium member, you'll get to join live interviews with these incredible medtech and health tech entrepreneurs. Learn more by visiting medsiderradio.com forward slash mentors. Again, that's medsiderradio.com forward slash mentors. All right, Carol Burns, welcome to MedSider Radio. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the the beautiful Cajun background on the on the Zoom call. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, certainly certainly it will be fun to learn a little bit more about kind of what uh, what you and your team are are building at Cajun. Um, but before we go too deep on on that story, get us up to speed on kind of your your background leading up to you know co-founding the company and leading it as uh, as CEO. Sure. Well, I first started my career as a critical care nurse working in a hospital, and that was really the baseline for my medical knowledge in in developing technologies. And then from there, I went into sales. I carried a bag, so I know what it's like to work in a hospital or an account for three months and finally get that PO. I'm super excited about it. And then from there, I was recruited by Guidance and moved out to the West Coast. and. while at Guidance, I was able to teach international reps how to, how to do a clinical cell and then came inside and worked uh, more marketing roles where I learned how 
to launch a product. As part of a team that launched the first endovascular AAA device, I learned the interaction with regulatory, with engineering. Uh, so that was a good experience to have that Fortune 500 company behind me. So when I transitioned then into the startup world, I knew how to do things based on that experience, you know, at guidance. From there, I, I got the startup bug and I, I followed one of my bosses to uh, my first startup, which was uh, called Ventrica. And that uh, took me to Europe for a good bit of that job where I executed on a clinical trial. So there, relevant to my experience today, I learned what it was like to ensure protocol adherence to how to enroll quickly, how to get the investigators to, to uh, ensure good documentation and follow-up and, and all of those things, which is so critical to getting our devices uh, cleared. Then I came back to the U.S. and had a period of time working with international sales and marketing, um, managing our distributors for uh, insulin pump therapy company that was acquired by J&J. And then I came back to a startup again, working with a husband and wife team who developed a product and with my CEO. And that was really my first job where I was really upfront and, and close with how does a startup really work? And I was fortunate because my boss at the time, he gave me a lot of latitude and uh, let me really participate in a lot in and developing board decks and presenting at board meetings. So I really learned a lot uh, under his leadership how to start a company. And then I was approached by my current partners today, Dr. Peter Schneider. This was a time where I learned that you really need to just pay it forward. Uh, my partners, um, Dr. Peter Schneider and Robert Giasoli, they approached me. They had started the company, which is now Intact. And you know, they, they kept asking me questions. Well, how would you do this? How would you do that? And that was all broadest. But then one day Peter said, well, we'd like you to come work with us. Well, what do you want me to do? Well, we want you to be the CEO. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I became a CEO. Intact became a big success. And then three of us started Cadent Vascular. The three of us again. So that, that's how I landed this job today. Uh, that, that that's awesome. You've you've touched so many different functions in a uh, you know in a, in a in a medical device company, and I think there's so many people that listen to to MedSider that have uh, you know a commercial background, but are are and work inside you know large strategics. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, because the, the question comes up a lot is like, well, how do how do I how do I take that next step and get more involved in startups? And how do I sort of accelerate my career? And um, a lot of a lot of times, my my answer is you got to you got to like touch a lot of different things, right? Take a lot of different swings. Sure. You know, there's only so much that you can kind of learn from afar before, you know, getting your, getting your, uh, your hands, your hands dirty. And so I love the fact that like, when you, when I look, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile now and it's like all of these different experiences, right? Such broad experiences that are, I'm sure have, have, have really helped, you know, uh, helped you um, kind of um, in leading intact, right. And that exit to, to Phillips as well as, as well as Cajun. So awesome background. I love, and I, uh, I've heard your name referenced so many times, you know, and we're both obviously familiar with 
Dr. Schneider. He, uh, he helps with, with fast wave as well. Awesome. Awesome guy. And so anyway, looking forward to kind of digging in a little bit deeper. Um, but for those listening that aren't familiar with Cajun, uh, the company that you're currently, uh, th- that you're currently building, give us an idea uh, of what your, your product does, the serenader, and then maybe a little bit of background on how, like how the, the, the idea for the product even came to be. Sure. Um, what we've developed at Cajun is, is a product called the Serenator, which is a, a truly disruptive way to do angioplasty. And very simply, it is a balloon that has these serrated metal strips on the outside of a balloon, actually embedded into the balloon. And when the physician uses it in, in our first entrees, peripheral arteries, what these serrations do is it creates point force across the lesion so that the artery opens with a thousand times more force than a plain balloon. The benefit of that is that we're seeing great lumen gain, minimal dissection, and that translates into great flow to the foot. And when Peter started to think about it, he's a visionary on our team. Peter thought about how do I make angioplasty better? It's a great procedure, but how do we really advance this uh, field? And he started thinking about this concept of serrating and it's in simple household products like a serrated knife in your kitchen or a FedEx envelope where you you take the tab and you pull here and it opens the FedEx envelope right along that serrated line in a very controlled, predictable way. And it's in aircraft, it's in heavy machinery, it's in all kinds of products. And he started to think, why aren't we using this concept of serration onto a balloon? And that's how the idea came about. And then it was Robert's task to develop the the design of it. Mm. And that's how it all came about. Yeah, I, I'm a. That's a, I love the I love these stories, and, I, and it reminds me of actually um, the story that that Bruce Shook uh, shared about Intact back back in the day when I had him on on, on the show, and he. I think he mentioned something similar where Dr. Schneider was like pinning Christmas lights up on his house and was like, why are we doing this for, you know, for, uh, oh, yeah. arterial applications, uh, you know, which sort of served as the, the, uh, the genesis of, of that That's device. Right. So, yeah, I love those stories. I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, Austin Cleon and his, his book, uh, steel ceiling, like an artist where, and, and if I had to sum up the book, it's like, you, you, you see all of these different concepts and ideas used in other area and other verticals, right. Other areas of life. You mentioned like mm-hmm. the FedEx, the FedEx envelope, everyone, probably listen to this has opened up a FedEx envelope before. And it's like, I love, I love those, those stories around taking like this idea that's proven it works. And it's like, why aren't we, why aren't we like, why, like, why aren't we translating this into, you know, into this, this field. And so um, I think there's so much power in, uh, in that, that type of approach. Um, so, so before we kind of, you know, step inside the, the, uh, the sort of the med side or time machine and kind of go back and, and revisit sort of the the journey with, with, with Cajun, as well as like some of the other companies you've involved with, with Carol, Give us a sense for kind of where the company's at currently. I know you're you're cleared and you're 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 commercial, but you know if you can give us a high level sense of of, of what you're doing uh, now. Sure. Yeah, you're right. We have 15k clearance uh, with FDA, and we also have CE Mark. Uh, we started selling the product in January of 2021, and primarily focused on the U.S. and uh, just a little bit in uh, in Germany as well. Got it. Got it. And uh, I know we in kind of the, the, the pre-interview for this, we discussed some numbers, but it, it seems like uh, and I don't I, feel, I don't expect you to, to, to share those. But like it, I think it appears the company is doing very well. Uh, is that is that a good way to put it? <laughs> yeah, it, it is true. Um, yeah. Since we started selling with with a very small sales force, 
we have over 7.4 million in, in total sales, which I think is really excellent performance, especially considering we launched this thing in, in the middle of COVID as a no-name company. No yeah. one knew who we were on the commercial side. So in uh, two years, uh, we've had really nice growth. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I love I love those those stories where you're launching in the midst of uh, you know, a major major challenge but it, mm-hmm. it's still still uh, you know, realizing uh, a lot of a lot of success. So that that's awesome. And for those listening that don't get a chance to uh, you know, to go back to the show notes uh, and summary for this interview, um the website is Cajent Vascular, C A G E N T Vascular, C A G E N T Vascular, cajentvascular.com. You can learn learn a little bit more about the technology uh, as well as who's involved uh, involved with the company. In fact, I, when I was when I was looking at the site, which is beautiful by the way, the you got some great kind of like visual um kind of um ways to describe how the technology act is is actually working that that make mm-hmm. a, that make a lot of sense. Um and I think that that's super helpful and I, I'm I'm surprised other med tech companies miss, miss that a lot, right? When, you know, trying to explain how, you know, the mechanism of action for their particular device, you know, I love the, I love kind of the, the parallels and, uh, and analogies that you kind of, uh, bring, bring to light. So, um, with that said, let's kind of jump back in time. Um, and, uh, kind of, if you can weave in, you know, as you answer some of these questions, I'd love to kind of, I'd love for you to weave in kind of your, 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 your previous experiences at other startups, right? Intact. And you listed several of them at kind of at the, at the outset. Um, but it would be, I think it's, it's going to be super useful to not only hear about kind of the, the latest learnings, right. As you're, as you're building Cajun, yeah. but also, also some of the, some of the insights that you picked up over time as well. So, um, with that said, take us back to, um, you know, kind of early stage, you know, any early stage startup that you've, you've been involved with, um, and think about like the earliest kind of versions of like alpha and beta from your perspective, yeah. where, where do you think most, you know, med tech, health tech entrepreneurs, where, where do they, where do they go wrong, you know, when trying to develop those, those first iterations of, of their, of their products? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the first thing that I've learned is that you really have to have the right team and, and you're constantly reassessing that team when you're building mm-hmm. your early prototypes. And um, with a startup company, it's all about speed and, and getting and moving the ball down the field. Right. So, when in our cases, most of the time, what I in the model we worked with, we have a core team and then we outsource to to another group to actually build the prototypes. And in that environment, it was really important to to constantly assess: are, are we getting where we need to go with this team? And the difficult decision sometimes is to pivot and and to move to another group where they're going to get you where you need to go to the next phase. And we've had to do that a couple of times where we're just not moving this along. We know we can do it, but for whatever reason, it's just not quite working. So I'd say learning when to pivot and doing quickly rather than keep trying. We'll give it a little more time, a little more time. Eventually, you have to say, stop. We need to move on to a different group. And and that's what we've had to do a couple of times. And it worked. We finally got hmm. where we needed to go. Yeah, that, that that's... Uh... That's such valuable advice, and I, I think a lot of, um, not a lot, but but several several other you know med tech founders and CEOs have mentioned something similar. Where it's like your team early on should probably look a lot different than you know your team at the next maybe you know in, inflection point, and th- that constant sort of evaluation and pivoting is 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 crucial. Um, you know, uh, especially not only just with your internal team, but also you know with the sure. the partners the partners you choose as well. And so I think that's probably a a key lesson for for everyone listening is that you know got to be in the, in the world of startups got to be got to be nimble you know and willing to flex and, and iterate you know as uh, as you run up against you know certain challenges 
That's right. Those those who can do that stay on. Those who can't do that, they fall off. Yeah. So it, it, it's really important to just what you said. You have to remain agile and, and to, to pivot and move move to the next, whatever the company need next needs to do next, you need to be able to to execute on that. Yeah, it, remi- mm-hmm. I, I, it reminds me of a, a quote that I recently heard, um, uh, maybe it was a couple months ago, from Dharmesh Shah, who's the one of the founders of HubSpot. And he mentioned, um, and it's a, obviously a technology play, but he's pretty pretty well known within that the, the kind of the pure play tech ecosystem. And he, he he mentioned he's like the the name of the game for you know for uh, you know founder or CEOs founders of early stage startups is you got to be decision machines. And I it really resonated with me because it's like you've got to be always making decisions. And if you're you know if you're 90 percent confident, you got to just you got to run right. Because to your point, the point you were, you right. shared earlier, you you know it's speed. You know you got you got to be moving fast to get to that next the next kind of major milestone or inflection point. And, uh, that's, uh, I think, I think really, really crucial. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let's jump to another, another topic. Cause I know that the, the serenader, your, your key, you know, balloon, uh, balloon platform, angioplasty balloon platform, you received C mark back in 2017 and, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is just kind of based on my, my, uh, my, my research, but, and then, so, so C mark 2017 FDA clearance in, in 2020, so you know, you got get a little bit of a, a global a global footprint from this, you know, with this particular technology. When you think about the traditional path, right, for early stage kind of U.S. based medtech startups, the traditional path was get clearance or get C mark in Europe. You know, do a you know do a trial mm-hmm. in Europe, even commercialize yeah. in Europe, and then layer you know use that data to inform kind of your U.S. based approach. It seems like the tide is, is shifting a little bit, right? Um, largely due to the, the the increasing kind of challenges with with MDR in Europe. So, like, what what's your what's your take on that? Like, if you had to, you know, if you had to build start from scratch today, right? Well, say let's see you working on you sell, you know, the you know Cajent or you know Cajent exits, and you had to start from scratch. Would you consider you know going down that traditional path uh, with it with the kind of a Europe first approach, or would you do things a little bit different? Yeah, I think that's something to really take a look at it again. Uh, right now, uh, we are going through our MDR certification and uh, working through that process, but um, it is really becoming uh, it's burdensome to go through MDR certification. The, the, the bar is, is constantly you know, moving and becoming higher and higher, and um, it's just becoming a lot more challenging in Europe. And, and we want to be able to bring new technologies to Europe. And we've had wonderful experience with investigators, but the pathway is becoming expensive to do it that way. So I would really have to take a, a relook and reevaluate. Historically, that you're right. That's how I've always done it. Go to Europe first. But with the, with the changes, I, I would have to take a look at that again. Hmm. So, so it sounds like it, it sounds like it's still doable, right? It's just it requires a lot, maybe more consideration than you, you historically have, have, you know, sort of and built into it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That, that, that's super helpful. Any, anything else, like as you're, as you're going through that MDR certification, right. As a, as a relatively small kind of lean, fast moving team, anything else that, that stands out other than, you know, Hey, it's going to take time and it's going to be costly. Well, well, you have to make sure you have the, the people on your team who have experience going through that process again, mm-hmm and um, a good relationship with your notified body. So you need both. So you need to make sure that you have people in place who can walk you through that process and have that good working relationship with your notified body. 
Got it. Got it. Yeah. So maybe the, the yeah. key, le- the key lesson learned is if you, if you, if you're still sort of, you know, if you, if you're working on an, an early, you know, your preclinical, you know, early stage, you know, med tech startup and still considering Europe, just make sure you're working with people that have, you know, the, the right expertise, right. To navigate, navigate those, those challenges. Um, if you're going to go down mm-hmm. that path, um, I guess before we move on, I'd like to I'd like to talk a little bit about the the latest you know uh, data coming out of your your most recent study that that you uh, uh, that you announcing preclude BTK I believe is the name uh, prelude, prelude BTK mm-hmm. yeah prelude BTK but before we go to kind of that that topic of like just clinical strategy in general any other any other kind of just you know words of wisdom to other you know founders CEOs and medtech companies that are trying to navigate you know the, the regulatory waters and in, in, in general. Hey there, it's Scott, and thanks for listening in so far. The rest of this conversation is only available via our private podcast for MedSider Premium members. If you're not a premium member yet, you should definitely consider signing up. You'll get full access to the entire library of interviews dating back to 2010. This includes conversations with experts like Renee Ryan, CEO of Cala Health, Nadeem Yared, CEO of CVRX, and so many others. As a premium member, you'll get to join live interviews with these incredible medical device and health technology entrepreneurs. In addition, you'll get a copy of every volume of MedSider Mentors at no additional cost. To learn more, head over to MedSiderRadio.com forward slash premium. Again, that's MedSiderRadio.com forward slash premium. Hey 